0: Welcome to the Citizens for Health radio show on Building Fortunes Radio, with your hosts Jim Turner and Peter Mingles. Make sure you check us out by clicking on the Citizens for Health radio show link on BuildingFortunesRadio.com. That's www.BuildingFortunesRadio.com. Citizens for Health provides over 100,000 supporters with consumer news, action alerts, and opportunities to take action. For nearly two decades, Citizens for Health has been a nonprofit pioneer in the natural health freedom movement. The Citizens for Health Education Foundation offers tools to inform the public of health issues and educate and influence policymakers. Jim Turner is here to spread the word about some of the most interesting topics that can affect your world, from the dangers of mislabeled or dangerous products to the questions and concerns of vaccines. You'll want to listen to Jim as he speaks on behalf of Citizens for Health. And now, on to our show with Jim Turner and Peter Mingles. Take it away, Peter.
1: Hello, everyone. Peter Ringles here. You're listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. This is our Citizens for Health radio show. And a decade ago, almost like a decade ago, uh, no, maybe even 11 years ago, we started a radio show with Citizens.org. That's the website, but Citizens for Health with an attorney, friend of ours, that became a friend of ours. His name is Jim Turner. Jim Turner passed away, I think it's two years ago, in January. And uh, we didn't redo the intro because we hadn't done live radio shows for a really long time um, after Jim passed. So I spoke to the people from Citizens, and I've been continuously speaking to the people because we loved Jim Turner's stuff. I mean, I did replays every Friday at the same spot, not only in honor of Jim, but also his his information was just great and his lessons were timeless meaning he could use them at any time they were just really good and I loved his brilliant mind so I kind of um, pushed a couple of people over at citizens begged if you will and I said please you know that's such great information we really need that can you get somebody else and the timing was right and right now we have the president of citizens for health James Gormley. He's going to be doing the radio shows as many Fridays as we possibly can at the same time. So we'll redo the intro eventually, but Jim Turner is always going to have his fingerprints and his spirit, of course, on this radio show and, of course, on Citizens for Health. So the website is citizens.org, C-I-T-I-Z-E-N-S dot O-R-G. And James Gormley, I want to say thanks for being here, and I'm going to give you the stage so you can talk about whatever we want to talk about on our very first radio show.
2: Thank you very much Peter Um, yeah pleasure to be here well I can never no one can ever replace um, or fit into Jim Turner's shoes Um, what I can hope to do is continue the legacy that that Jim Turner really created um, for citizens for health and for all of its 100,000 subscribers and um, so that's, that's what I have been trying to do. I've been involved with the organization. Um, <clears throat> I was first asked by a previous head of it, Anamika, asked me to represent Citizens for Health at a CUNY Graduate Center um, lecture. I believe it was in 2004 or the beginning of 2005. Um, to talk about, to do a presentation about Codex Alimentarius International Food Trade Regulations um, and also the European Food Supplements Directive to talk about some of the threats that those, uh, some of those international bodies and and, um, directives were posing in terms of dietary supplements so that's how i initially got involved um i became a senior policy advisor i was vice president senior policy advisor for from many years and then uh, last year when um jim turner passed uh the chairman um betsy larafield was nice, nice enough to ask me to to step in as um as president of the organization um and that's what I did and I've been in the natural health field since 1995 Um, I was the editor-in-chief of Better Nutrition magazine for about eight years Um, I was a regulatory and scientific affairs person for a nutritional company for about four years Um, I was editorial director of a group of natural products industry magazines been a medical editor I've written six books including my latest book, um, which Citizens for Health supported, by the way, um, Health at Gunpoint, The FDA's Silent War Against Health Freedom. Um, that came out in 2013. Um, but anyway, that's a um, brief recap, hopefully uh, not overly long.
1: <laughs> no, no, perfect. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about you as well and um, the organization. I know Jim was Jim Turner was one of the original Ralph Nader Raiders. So that kind of shows you how long ago that was. And I remember he constantly mentioned he wrote a book called The Chemical Feast in 1973. So you guys have been at this for a long time. So he was decades old and is an attorney. You guys have done a great job. I've signed up, of course, for the newsletter. I get the action alerts when you guys do the action alerts and now you'll be able to use this radio show if you wanted to as well to kind of help spread the word but there's a lot of things that have gone on and i know you focused a lot on health and nutrition. And on this radio show, we'll probably talk a lot about that, dietary supplements and things along that line. But we'll probably delve into pharmaceuticals and stuff like, you know, big drug companies and maybe even some politics along the way, because it is an election year, you know, there we go. So we we'll would probably talk about a whole bunch of stuff there. And um, always try, try to take that transpartisan if you will, approach of kind of discussing issues. And why don't you talk to us a little bit about the philosophy of mm-hmm. citizens for Health? I, I don't think you guys are actually, you know, like forming protests and breaking into the Capitol building <laughs> and stuff along <laughs> that line. You know, you're not closing down JFK or the Brooklyn Bridge, you know, with protests. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about your approach towards the uh, the stuff that you handle.
2: Sure. Sure. Um... Well, yes, we we don't um, we're, we're not we don't take um, positions we take positions that promote the rights of consumers um, of, in the United States to be able to be fully informed about all aspects of products they are exposed to chemicals they are exposed to foods that they eat, supplements that they eat, um and and all and the air that they breathe, et cetera. So um we we take positions where we feel that there are dangers that have either not been not been addressed or exposed or have been covered up. Um so that's pretty much like some of the positions we've taken. So I mean for instance over the years We've, uh, you know, fought for different things uh, in terms of the the, the first big fight that Citizens for Health had was founded in 1992. Um, But the first big fight was uh, for the Dietary Supplement Health Health and Education Act, Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act of 1994. Um, And that, without getting into all of the reasons why that came about, um, I will say that the supplements were in danger of being most supplements were in danger of being taken off the market because they had over over the RDA level of various nutrients. So um, the the FDA and uh, some marshals wound wound up raiding uh, the clinic of Dr. Jonathan Wright. It's called the it's called the DeHoma Clinic raid um, in May 1992, and after that, that created a groundswell, which was um, sort of captured by the, taken up by the National Nutritional Foods Association, which is a trade organization, now co- now called the Natural Products Association, and also an early incarnation of Citizens for Health, um, and that had uh, people like um, Joe Bassett, Jim. Jim Golick, Margaret Isley, Bonnie Minsky, Joan Priestley, and Alexander Shouse, Greg Winters, et cetera. Um, Shortly after that, uh, Jim Turner got involved, fortunately. So he he was one of the – he and those others were really the main drivers um, of the consumer grassroots side to push for um, the – you know, basically for a a new – uh, law to come into being. And that was the uh, Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act, which ultimately was passed. But it, 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 there was a big, big, big fight. Um, you know, there were millions of, you know, letters sent to Washington to, to Congress. And uh, so that was one of the the first big fights that uh, we had. And, and again, that was going to my earlier point. It was about access to high quality high potency if if need be high quality high potency high quality efficacious safe dietary supplements and our other fights have been in for other things whether it's dangers such as from sucralose or um dangers from fluoridation of water um etc those are some of the things that we've a couple of things that we that we've fought for or against
1: Excellent. I know our listening audience is a lot in the uh, health and nutrition field, so this is really pertinent information for them to learn a lot about their the, the background of their industry. And one mm-hmm. thing that I learned when I was doing the radio shows with Jim is, number one, I, I did not know a lot. I mean, he knew way more than I did because he lived longer than I did
2: and actually lived through <laughs> these experiences. So um, I was reminded that just
1: recently, even people that I look up to that I consider experts, they all have something to learn by talking to people that knew a little bit more or maybe were in the trenches when those things were going on. I was just watching, uh, Del Bigtree has the domain named thehighwire.com and he's a big person that knows a lot about vaccines. Well, he interviewed a gal who was there when they were doing the 1986 legislation as far as making the pharmaceutical companies immune from lawsuits. And she went through a history, and his eyes were wide open, basically saying, I thought I knew all this stuff, but I really didn't know the details of how all this stuff happened. And that's hopefully what we'll be able to do when we talk about this radio show. You have a vast amount of information, and we have such a new listening audience, meaning there's a lot of people that are growing up in their 20s, 30s, 40s. They've never heard any of this stuff before. They don't know about the wars that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. They think that maybe some of the battles are first-time battles. And I remember when I was talking to Jim Turner, he'd be like, you know, Peter, this isn't a first-time battle. I mean, you're, you're old enough to just be um, like in that gap between when the old battle was ending and when the new battle is starting, but this has been done three times so far. <laughs> so whether it's yes. election issues, nutritional supplements, I mean, this is an old, old battle. It's almost like reincarnation, if you will, um, relative to uh, some of these things. So I'm glad you're going to be able to help us walk our way through the nutritional supplement thing because a big portion of our audience are either health coaches, Uh, People that call themselves lifestyle coaches, um, they're in home-based businesses where they might sell nutritional supplements, and they sell them. They don't necessarily know the backgrounds behind them, and there's a lot of them. I was just looking at a headline recently that a, a network marketing company had one of their products taken down by the FDA because it had a certain element in it that it wasn't supposed to have in it. So there's a lot of newbies in here as well, so I'm looking forward to any or all of this stuff. Let's do this. I'm going to run a commercial first for those people listening in, this is our first of a zillion more radio shows with James Gormley. He's the president of Citizens for Health. We'll be right back.
0: You've been listening to the Citizens for Health radio show, brought to you by Citizens for Health on buildingfortunesradio.com with Jim Turner and Peter Meagles. This special segment can be heard again with almost any device by going to buildingfortunesradio.com. That's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. Citizens for Health provides over 100,000 supporters with consumer news, action alerts, and opportunities to take action. You can learn more by going to the website citizens.org. That's www.citizens.org. Or through the link to the Citizens for Health show segment on buildingfortunesradio.com. For nearly two decades, Citizens for Health has been a nonprofit pioneer in the natural health freedom movement. Our special guest, Jim Turner, has an extensive background as an attorney and is one of our favorite experts on Building Fortunes Radio. Tune in often and listen to Jim. Visit BuildingFortunesRadio.com. Click on the Citizens for Health Radio show link to learn more and hear our archived radio shows. Thanks for listening to Citizens for Health Radio, and now back to our show.
1: So you heard it a couple of times during the commercial break, BuildingFortressRadio.com. If you do forward slash citizens, we made it simple for you to have that one page that you'll be able to go to. And James Gormley is our new guest host on this segment. We're going to make sure he has a guest page as well. So if you go to BuildingFortressRadio.com and then you go for looking for the name James Gormley, G-O-R-M-L-E-Y, you'll be able to find his page there, and I'll make sure that he has that where he can put up the link to his book or books, uh, the description, a little bit more about himself, and we'll help promote him as well as the different things that he's working on as well. So, James, um, thanks for the introduction. Thanks for the little brief recap there. What are some of the topics that you want to cover moving forward And if you want to talk a little bit about those topics here, we certainly have a few minutes to be able to do that. But what are some of the topics Mm -hmm. you want to talk about um, to help customers or listeners or even your Mm -hmm. own people that are part of Citizens for Health to kind of focus on or be aware of?
2: Well, sure. Um, A few areas I would point to relating to um, supplements or natural products um, where there's a lot of confusion out there on the regulatory side, on the enforcement side and in the marketplace. And then obviously retailers and consumers have the same concerns, um, are regarding things like CBD, for instance, um, uh, which is from, you know, the, the, the non, non THC version, uh, component, uh, from cannabis. And basically it's, uh, you find it in a lot of pain pain creams and, um, you know, different uh, different products. But the FDA has been, um, has really taken a back seat and sort of, um, I don't know if I use, would use the word malign, neglect, but certainly neglect. It's, it's certainly, um, even though the USDA has approved um, hemp, um, production, the FDA has not um, given any clear guidance in terms of CBD so you have manufacturers who don't know whether they can produce it, if they should produce it, if they should invest in it, um, retailers don't know what to tell their customers um, and it's just a confusing situation, that's that's one, one product. Uh, Another would be uh, vinpostatine, which is um, an herbal extract from a, a plant called Vinca. I believe it's Vinca Minor, but uh, it's uh, very good for brain health and it has approximately 26 years, well, no, it's probably 30 years now, but of uh, safety, safe use behind it, but um, the FDA issued some sort of warning in 2019, saying something uh, about women of childbearing age, they should, you know, be cautious. So that kind of put a, um, they really didn't have, I mean, certainly pregnant women, and there are m- many supplements say that is, they're not, not supposed to be used by pregnant women. So I'm not sure why they would have to issue a specific, you know, warning uh, regarding that. So anyway, that that, that right. created, you know, a bit of a chill. Um, and so basically, it's been a lot of, that it, that's out there, like a, in a cloud, in terms of whether it can be sold, whether it can be used, whether it can be, you know, companies can come, come out with it. So that's one. And then another big issue, the FDA has been pulling this thing called d- drug preclusion uh, using this uh, part of part of Deshaies, um supplement law, they've been using part of it, which says that pretty much says that if, if there's a nutrient out there, and then we find out that there was a, some sort of a inve- uh, investigation, clinical investigation study that was done, who knows when it could be done. It could be done 30 years after the nutrient was on the market. Uh, it then suddenly, it's no longer considered a dietary supplement, uh, it's now considered a drug and you can't sell it. So they're, they've been trying to say that with um, a very popular ingredient called uh, NMM, uh, nicotinamide mononucleotide. Um, so that's one of the, you know, those are a few of the cases of, of products or, or supplements and products that um, are being threatened, and as part of a larger uh, by the FDA, which is which is captured by the pharmaceutical industry, um, it's a it's a larger effort by them to give to give favor and monopoly protection to to the pharmaceutical industry.
1: Excellent. You know when you were referencing things for pregnant women, I again, I'm a novice at this, relatively speaking, to a lot of the experts that are out there. But I always remembered, like, pregnant women and things they put on or in their body were sacred. I mean, it was like, oh, my God, like, you almost didn't do anything, you know. And the reality, whether it was hair coloring or nail polish or smelling stuff or things like that. And then an interesting conversation we might be able to have is how in the world did they approve um, COVID vaccines for Pregnant women in different right. amounts and variations. I mean, it's crazy. And when you talk especially about especially considering know, that
2: dimaris, well, especially considering right. that all wound its way in, what wound its way into the flu vaccines. Let I me mean, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I mean, so that's a whole interesting, lively conversation of the. I'm going to say the the questionable or hip, hypocrisy of how in the world. Could they say, oh, no, you can't do this because you're pregnant in a dietary supplement, but <laughs> yet, oh, why don't you just take this stuff that we tested on eight lab rats or mice, you know, and and, and we now all of a sudden we're saying it's okay to put inside a newborn. It's crazy. So I hope we have lots of these types of conversations. So, mm-hmm. and the um, just for your reference point, and I know you know this, but just for our building forces reference point in the home-based business and specifically the network marketing industry, whenever there's a shiny object, everybody jumps into it. Like when I say everybody, almost everybody. So when CBD came out, every nutritional company just were forced, I'm going to use that term, to um, have some, some kind of a CBD kind of a product. And they came out in droves. And you could just imagine the claims that were being made about what this stuff does. And I don't know enough about it to be a big fan But from all the research that I have done, uh, both with this industry and outside, I'm a big fan of CBD when done the right way. So it could be Mm -hmm. like a miracle product if done the right way. Um, But um, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that just see it as a shiny object and they just kinda of sprinkled it in, like, well let's just add it to whatever. So they were adding it to everything. Cornflakes. <laughs> <They> were... <No. laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you sprinkle it on your cornflakes is right. Okay, perfect. Okay, so we got a, we got a couple of minutes left. Is there any topic that's new that you might want to talk about? relative to whether, you know, what you see might be something that we take a look at sometime in the future, meaning in 2024. We know it's an election year, and stuff happens in election years that doesn't usually happen in non-election years, but presidential election years like the one we have going on, um, you know, we're looking at, you know, airlines already starting to tell people you have to be masked. We're going through the legal proceedings of mandates and People were saying, well, you know, I'm getting my back pay back because I got fired because they made me take a vaccine. And now we're hearing all the studies that are coming out about long-term COVID and long-term challenges associated with the vaccines or a combination of both. I mean, it's just about as confusing as I've ever seen it. And, again, I'm not old enough to remember everything, but it's about as confusing as I've seen it. So is there any hot topics you think we're going to be coming about in the next uh, couple of minutes? We can discuss that
2: i'm um, sure uh well i mean certainly vaccines and masking and all craziness uh that that's gone on over the last few years and is co- continuing to go on that that is a good area um another area to look at um is the state states such as new york new jersey california for instance who are in the process well new york has done something negative towards dietary supplements but there's different bills or laws in the case of new york uh restricting dietary supplements for people, um, young people, if they're relating to weight loss or uh, basically weight loss in any way. So um, there are very, very restrictive laws and bills that are in process in various states that uh, have the potential to have very serious ramifications for consumer access to dietary supplements.
1: Now, one of the ones that I'm a little bit concerned of isn't necessarily a dietary supplement, but it's that drug that people have been taking like crazy to lose weight. It's that Ozempa or whatever it might be. I don't O-Zempa. remember the. But... Yeah. So yep. is that on your radar at all? Like I look at that as being like, okay, this is a future headline. Like this is a future mm-hmm. headline. Anything that works as well as being mm-hmm. so massively yep. used or copied is going to be, you know, five years from now, we're going to be talking about. Unbelievable headlines and lawsuits and everything else like that. So, is there anything you want to talk about relative to that?
2: Yeah. Well, uh, that Ozempic has gone through the stratosphere in terms of the 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 lunacy uh, about that. You know, basically a diabetes drug being used, uh, you know, off-label for um, for weight loss and by people who don't even have diabetes. we don't even have the disease, um, so that's that's very serious. Um, but also serious are all of these crazes that are related to that, such as such as berberine. And berberine is fine by the way. I have nothing against berberine, but these things on TikTok and what, what um, is
1: berberine? I'm I'm unfamiliar with that. It's term. A just what a, is it's an
2: herb that that can be can one of the uses is for can help with weight loss. But okay. but it's being promoted. Or glucose, healthy glucose, but it's being promoted um, as the new Ozempic, and you know there's these these influencers are on TikTok, and what have you, you know, touting, touting whatever herb it might be, whether it's berberine or or something else, you know, we know the thing we had with Dr. Oz, Oz effect with. The new miracle in a bottle, you know, and, and all of these things. So it's not just on the drug side. There really is a lot of craziness um, on, the, on the nutrient side where you have certain influencers who wind up creating a craze or some sort of a mania where, um, you know, the science isn't necessarily, you know, they, 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 they put these supplements in the, wrong, in the wrong box or the wrong Lane, and then they create uh, unfair expectations, which can never be met, and then the, the the supplements wind up getting a bad rap, so that's a concern there.
1: Right, and then the drug companies use that bad rap to be able to get them labeled as either drugs or taken off the market.
2: So Which happened with this we are,
1: Yeah, exactly. So we are done with our first radio show, so I'll let you wrap it up, then we're going to play our little commercial break, and, or our little exit, and then we'll be back next week. So in about a minute.
2: Okay. Well, um, thanks so much, Peter, for this uh, opportunity. I look forward forward to many more calls. Um, And as Peter said, um, feel free to uh, contact um, Citizens for Health to go to the website citizens.org. You can feel free to visit my website as well, jamesgormley.com. And I look forward to future conversations.
1: Excellent. We'll be back next week on Building Fortunes Radio. Thanks, everyone.
0: Thank you. You've been listening to the Citizens for Health radio show, brought to you by Citizens for Health on buildingfortunesradio.com with Jim Turner and Peter Mingles. Thanks for listening. For nearly two decades, Citizens for Health has been a nonprofit pioneer in the natural health freedom movement. Go to www.citizens.org to learn more and always listen in to Building Fortunes Radio, where our special host, Jim Turner, shares crucial information about many of the most important issues that affect your world. Citizens for Health provides over 100,000 supporters with consumer news, action alerts, and opportunities to take action. So listen in, get involved, and help spread the word. Be sure to check out the BuildingFortunesRadio.com website to hear more Citizens for Health segments with Jim Turner and Peter Meagle, and read about what's new on www.citizens.org. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. Jim Turner, Peter, and I want to say thanks for listening and ask you to go spread the word. Tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world.